This message is brought to you by DoNotAge.org, the longevity research organisation that's on a mission to extend health span for as many people as possible via products that actually work. Start your journey today at DoNotAge.org and use code LAMA for a 10% discount. That's L-L-A-M-A. Hello and welcome to the Llama Podcast. I'm Peter Bowes and Llama, Live Long and Master Aging, is where we'll explore the science and stories behind human longevity. This is our episode zero, a brief introduction from me and a look ahead to the range of interviews that we're planning to bring you. Some will involve a detailed look at the science, the studies and research, breaking down what we know about the ageing process and how we might be able to use that information. Others will focus on the stories and some quite remarkable people who have already mastered the art of ageing, even though in some cases they are not quite sure why they've lived to a ripe old age. It does seem to me that living long and well is as much an art as it is a science. Well, we're going to be a weekly podcast, and as we evolve, it will become clear really what we're all about. I'm fascinated by the process of ageing, what we can do to extend our health span or the number of years that we enjoy optimum health as opposed to lifespan, which isn't always indicative of good health. Now, I've spent the last few years exploring the science, even volunteering for a clinical trial, which we'll hear about in episode one when I talk to the Italian researcher Dr. Volta Longo. He's the director of the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California and one of the world's leading scientists working in the field of longevity. Volta has developed a diet that, to use his expression, mimics fasting, the beneficial effects of fasting, without actually going totally without food. The implications for long-term health could be hugely significant. And Volta has shown this through his work with mice and other organisms and the fascinating community of people in Ecuador. We'll, we'll talk about them. I'll also talk with Volta about the Italian woman Emma Morano, a super centenarian who made headlines a few months ago when she celebrated her birthday. I was just there in Lago Maggiore in Italy for her 117th birthday. And Emma is now the oldest person who's ever lived in Italy. And very soon, she's going to be the third oldest person in the recorded, in the history of the planet. Unbelievable, right? Emma is in very good shape. She still remembers everything. She's still very jealous of her pictures. And, and I, I, um, Is this I the a, lady that likes three eggs a day? It is the lady that likes right. three eggs a day. And, of course, all you journalists love to talk about these three eggs a day. But nobody has talked about the fact that almost every single one of her brothers and sisters and mother and father made it over the age of 90, which means that almost for sure they have a genetic component that is so protective. It doesn't really matter what they eat. They're going to make it to very old ages. Walter Longo, and we will have a long and in-depth conversation in episode one about diet and fasting and the reason why he wants to live to be at least 90, and the answer to that surprised me. In episode two, we meet a 1956 Olympic gold medal winner, then known as Olga Fikatova, a Czechoslovakian discus thrower. My winning throw in Melbourne, I walked into the ring and everything turned dark around me. I didn't hear any people, I didn't... There was just dark. And 
as I, this is the first time I'm really sharing this, right? Uh, I went into that turn, and when the discus left my hand, I could see kind of a bright line of energy, pure energy, like light. And then, then there was an applause, and everything came back. Olga Connolly, as she is known now, she's 84 years old and still has vivid memories of that life-changing experience. Well, today she's still active and works as a personal trainer at the University of California. She coaches students, teachers, many of whom are decades younger than she is, although Olga isn't one to count the years. Okay, this age thing, it's really, it needs to be debunked, to use that word. If you really go through science of human development, you will realize that middle age starts at around 80 or 90, that it's been artificially pushed down to 40 or 50, but it actually is not until then because we are solidly built to live like 120 you know, you train your mind, and you train your body as one unity, and then it really gives you better results. Anyway, I train people that way. A student of the science still and such an inspirational character on the University of California campus in Irvine. We talked about Olga's passion for exercise and her zest for life, and she also introduced me to one of her clients who is rather older than she is. Edith is a hundred years old, and she's been working in the gym with Olga to, and it seems successfully, rid her of her dependence on walking sticks. But for me, it was a conversation that I had with Edith about the dilemmas and some of the problems posed by, would you believe, healthy ageing, and they really struck a chord. She has just moved into a home for the elderly, and this is what she had to say. Once again, bear in mind that Edith is a hundred. I'm not a very happy person right now, the way my life is going. And it's hard to explain, but I think the mere fact of being stuck in a home with a lot of people who are physically not right, you know, makes you feel like you're an ancient person, that you're not worth much. And they want me to take part in all the activities, all the games, all the card games, all the bingo and all that stuff which doesn't interest me, but I go to everything that has to do with my physical well-being, and there isn't enough of that. I don't mind being my age as long as I can be respected for my age. But I think old people are put so many times, wait here, wait here, wait here, wait here. And I hear that complaint so often. They tell me, we'll do this for you, but wait here. And there's a lot of time spent waiting, waiting, waiting. If you go on the bus somewhere, you go with a bunch of people who have different desires, different wishes, different things to shop for. And you can spend a whole day on a bus with people doing one thing for you and one thing for somebody else, and and you waste a whole day going on a bus, which, (laughs) I don't know, doesn't... uh, that too well with me. Opinionated and somewhat frustrated, but inspiring all the same. We meet Edith in episode two with her personal trainer. And she does help to focus the mind. Living long is all very well, but what is life really like 
at 100, even if you're healthy. That's what I want to try to do with these interviews. Dig below the surface. We'll discuss the science, and I also want to try to inject a sense of reality. You could say a reality check when we talk about human longevity. Well, another guest, another distinguished scientist, is Dr. Nir Barzilai. He's a professor of medicine and genetics and the director of the Institute for Aging Research at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, a private medical school in the Bronx in New York City. We talk about his personal health and fitness regime and the science behind it. My family doesn't have longevity. Both my parents died and it wasn't pretty, you know, the way they deteriorated. So what I do, I'm pretty sure that I can say that we all agree about that. At every age, when you're younger and when you're older, exercise is really the major benefit for health span. This is the one thing that we know is working in humans and working really terrific. The other things are a little bit of a mess for a scientist like me. I'm blessed that in the last 30 years, I didn't have the same day repeating itself, okay? Every day is new things, new challenges, and life is so interesting like that. I mean, there is a lot of stress. I have a big organization. I need to write grants. We have this thing, but for me, the fact that I'm here now and Everything is a new challenge. It's really also the relaxation, the stress, but also the relaxation. And I'm just feeling blessed that I do that. All I have to do when I go every day is to get somewhere where I can exercise and then go out and have good food, (laughs) not too much of it. We'll have plenty more talk about eating or not eating on the Llama podcast. That is it, an open-minded approach to the science of human longevity, and I hope we will uncover some compelling personal stories. What we won't be doing is telling you what to eat or how to live your life. And if you are considering changing your diet or exercise regime, the only person that you should seek advice from is your doctor. But I am very keen to hear from you, your thoughts on the interviews and your suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. You can get in touch through our website, llamapodcast.com, or on Facebook and Twitter, at Podcast, And that's where I'll also post extra background information and links to related stories. So thanks very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy it. FlexBeam is a portable red light therapy device that's now being used by leading athletes, including the Norwegian tennis player Kasper Rud. Whenever you put the FlexBeam on, you feel it starts to work right away. I need something that can help repair all the fibers that I have broken in the surfs. The infrared lights penetrate your skin and makes the muscle tissue recover faster. FlexBeam, I keep it with me all the time. Recharge Health is offering Llama Podcast listeners an $80 discount on the purchase of a FlexBeam device. Go to the website recharge.health and use the code LLAMA at checkout. That's L-L-A-M-A. You'll also find the link in the show notes for this episode.